That was awkward intro, Lawless. Is that better this time? I'm <laughs> just saying we're back. That that's good. all. <laughs> what are you, we doing? Did you get theme music since we last spoke? I just know that's just background music. That's all it is. I have to do a bit of Aerosmith on the L YouTube. Uh, we used to play that going to the gym, actually, when we were back in the minute days. But anyway, uh, we are back for a special episode. Yeah, because back when we used is... to be ripped, I suppose. <laughs> back when we were just all about training and the idea of running more than a kilometer was just complete foreign concept to us. Um, but but somehow this this weekend has means a lot to us because um, it is the Martin weekend and obviously things are a little bit different this year. But regardless, it's still the Martin weekend and we thought we'd do a quick little podcast for you guys just to see, um, just to throw out some of our tips, a lot of our mistakes, and, and hopefully something might help you out along the way. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's weird. No one not being home for the October Bank Holiday weekend. It, it has become such a, in our uh, in our lives pretty much for the last little while. It's uh, I was kind of debating doing the the, the distance marathon this year while I was in Alabama, but the temperatures today are uh, thirty one degrees. So <laughs> I think I'm gonna let you do this one on your own. I've, I've I, I don't want to suffer that much. <laughs> well I, i've somehow got me training back up back up and running again and i do plan on doing it but just because it, you know it is the virtual marathon and it's gonna be hard for water stations and just the crowd the atmosphere the pacers even stuff i'm gonna miss like the, the expo and the build up to it is all not there but it's it's still you still can find ways to make an event of it and, and with all that said it, it's not gonna be a case of okay I'm going to go for, you know, try and beat a certain time or a certain pace. It's literally just, I've put the miles in the legs. Let's just go out there, take it all in and just enjoy it. And just, I mean, not to sound soppy about it, but just appreciate that you're able to to take on a challenge and build up towards the uh, 42.2K. Absolutely. And, and one thing as well that people should take into consideration, the atmosphere, the crowd, the people, that's what gets you through a margin as well. So if anything this virtual marathon when it's just you and maybe your family who are out cheering you on and, and throwing oranges and bananas at you while you're running around a 5k radius it's going to be one of the toughest marathons people are going to do around Dublin and around Ireland as well it's it's not an easy mindset to get in when it's just you and just running around like we had Oren Murphy on as well who did the marathon around as a state but yeah. like it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very 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 tough mindset to have and it's going to be difficult and I wish everyone really well and you well is that you're going to do it. And you, I'm interested to see what you have to say afterwards because it's definitely, definitely a different concept to any any marathon you've, you've ever ran before. And especially when you reach those points about mile 15, 18, where you're like, why did I choose to do this again? A hundred percent. It's definitely going to be different. You're definitely going to have to find a uh, yeah i mean i i'm like what got me through the first three especially the, the, the first two was just seeing pacers and definitely seeing the atmosphere and, and just having that that mindset to keep going but like even the third marathon which was by, by far my best one i remember two three weeks before that going out for a run and i got to the 20k mark and i remember someone in the phoenix park passed me out and I tried to up my pace because of it. I, you know, I just got thick-headed in the moment. And all of a sudden, I was like, ah, oh, my legs are gone there. And, and I just stopped. And there was nothing around me. And I, I questioned whether I was going to be able to do it in two, three weeks' time. But the atmosphere was there to get, get you through. Um, so, w- like, with, with that said, taking the atmosphere and all out of it, 
you've done two marathons. Is there anything that stands out apart from the fact you ran the first one side by side with me and we didn't get a lot of training in before that? Is there anything you went, I made a mistake there. I shouldn't have done that. I should have went this way with it. On the day now. Definitely. Definitely. Tape your nipples. (laughs) (laughs) I can give a piece of advice. Ask any of your lady friends and get nipple tape. I had blood all over the inside of my T-shirt from my nipples. And I've done it twice. I've done it twice. I've made the same mistake twice. So that's that's step number one on the day. Make sure you have good nipple tape. It'll, you'll thank me for it afterwards. <laughs> I remember the, the second one I did, the one you didn't do, uh, a great tip was the, valis- the Vaseline. Oh, yeah, the eyebrows and the nipples as well helped me. And I remember I forgot it. And um, you met me in Castle Knock and you threw it to me. And somehow Colin, I was throwing it on. I was like, here, take it back. And you just threw it in the bin and, and on we went again. A Vaseline was a great tip. Anything else? Um, more so, yeah, the nutrition the night before. But it, it's not so necessarily the night before. In the couple of days before, make sure you're taking on plenty of water. Yeah. Um, water is the key. Um, definitely nutrition. We always say as well, if you haven't been practicing with nutrition, do it. But always have something you know the body is the body it always looks for the nutrition in the last marathon i probably didn't eat enough in the early stages to give myself something to feed off towards the ladder and that's where my hamstrings kind of gave up on me so um even if you have a regular point if it's going to be every 5k or it's going to be every 3k then it gives you a nice mental kind of um a nice mental gap in between each one that you're like okay in three more k i get to eat a half a slice of an hour and still getting food in which is really really important especially when you're going to be exercising for three four five hours it's important to keep that food coming in and and, and keeping yourself hydrated something that's salty and sugary um and maybe some diorolite i know they don't taste great but if you're getting that in um at the 10k mark or the 20k mark it's going to really really help you when you start sweating out all those salts um and when you start to suffer towards the latter end of the race 100% I, I definitely vouch for the diorolite and, and, and even at, at the end of the race I found that but right before you get started um, was there any did you do much for a warm up um, was it just a quick 5-10 minute warm up did you spend more time on that did you get much any much foam rolling and stuff like that in or was it just kind of like you know rock up to the starting point and just ease into the race from there I think uh, if anyone listened to our last podcast over the last little while, they know well I'm not one for stretching or warming up. I just get into it. But um, I would recommend a stretch, particularly the night before. Maybe get a yoga session in. Make sure you're nice and loose. And just before the race is, you know, little jogs on the spot, just warming up those muscles. There's nothing worse than putting in all this prep and then finding that you've a twinge in your knee in the first mile or two. But also be aware that your brain is going to tell you that you have a twinge in your knee in the first mile or two because it knows what's about to happen. So it's going to try absolutely everything in its power to stop you in the first couple of miles. Um, but yeah, just make sure to stay warm before you get out. Because it's at home, that shouldn't be too much of an issue. You can get a good stretch in, a light little jog of 100, 200 meters, uh, just to get the heart rate up to that range where it, and the body ready that it knows it's about to about to take off in that journey. Um that would be the best advice. Obviously, we were quite different, Sean. October, 7 o'clock in the morning, we're standing in Dublin, quite cold. So we were thinking warm clothing that we could leave behind, donate to charity. So, but now that people are doing it from their home, they should have a lot more comfort. Um, it should be a case of we can jog out, 
not be hanging around too long and get straight into it, which will be good for injury prevention. But between the night before and the day of, just light stretches, making sure that you're ready for it. Um, a little bit of a dynamic warm-up, which you can probably give a bit more insight into into some of the stretches, and that'll be really, really beneficial on the day. Yeah, I mean, I think go go light. And I, I, we, we've both attended the race before where you have the hype guy and they're saying, like, jumping jacks for, like, 30 seconds and then squat jumps and then, like, a ton of lunges. And it's like, I am not killing myself here before that this race by doing all these kind of things and blowing myself up. But like a couple of squats, a couple of single leg RDLs, the knee up, kick it back, and you know, focusing on one leg, and and maybe four or five lunges and easing into stretches and warming up before you ease into them as well. Don't just like go right hand straight down to the toes, like ease into that or ease into quad stretches after the muscles are warmed up with a couple of squats. I mean, like five, six squats max, uh, and and then building building up from there. But I think you touched on another thing as well because people are doing it at home. I would say try to treat this race uh, as something you have to stick with in terms of the exact time because mental battle is so huge. Like pick a time that you're going to go out there and run and say, look, nine o'clock on a Sunday morning, I'm going to try and stick as much as that time. I'm going to try and make as much of a, a, a mental aspect of, of a race as I can. It's like nine o'clock, that's my starting time. I got to go down. But if you keep putting it off, putting it off, you're going to find it hard to get into that zone of going where if you know, okay, I'm doing it on Sunday, nine o'clock in the morning. You're going to build yourself up to throughout Saturday because the time limit to do it, I think starts from 9am on a Saturday or 7am on a Saturday. I'm not too sure. Nine or 7am on a Saturday, right through to, to Monday evening at seven o'clock to, to get it done. With that said, when you finished the race, Eric, at the two times, was there anything you would recommend doing? I know myself, like I, I, everyone has their own kind of techniques and stuff. And I heard before some people like lie down two feet up on, on the wall and try and get the blood flow right back down again uh, through the legs. I, I always wear the compression gear afterwards. I have no idea if it definitely makes a difference. Um, and then, like you said earlier, take the diorolite in as well. Um, for me, definitely it's a case of uh, definitely get yourself a pint. It's well-deserved. After any kind of- <laughs> Don't run. You need to. You need to definitely have a point. I, I know we usually have that, and and it's part of the tradition. Well, look, people might be into. I wouldn't force alcohol on everyone, but yeah. I always think a nice a nice point after a run is well earned. But in the day or two afterwards, yeah, plenty of water. Get the salts back in. Um, good meal. Uh, make sure that you do eat well afterwards. And as you said, plenty of stretching. Um, some of our yoga classes that we have done and taken part of, I would have really benefited from them after a couple of those races. People might think you're crazy as well, but the day after a marathon, maybe just going for a 500, 600 to a kilometer jog of a very slow jog can just help get the body back into motion again. It it can take away some of that stiffness. And I'm not saying go for a run, but I'm just saying put on the running shoes, go for a little jog. If the blisters and the chafing allow, but it will help the muscles and the recovery um, along with a lot, a lot of stretching. Um, and I think in about a day or two afterwards when you stick to that and you rehydrate and you, you get the nutrition in, you should be back to yourself. Unless you put it in no prep and you were stubborn and went for it and you were like us in our first time, it'll take you about five, six days to be able to walk again. 100%. Oh, man, there's still a video of me trying to make it up the stairs after that first marathon. And it's it's actually, it's so embarrassing. Like, it takes me ages to get to one foot on top of, like, I'm literally taking it one step at a time, getting two feet up onto the next step, holding on to the, the banister and just awful, awful cries coming out. But I think you hit the nail on the head with keep on moving after the marathon. Don't just sit down all day. Um, 
Definitely enjoy that beer. I, I, I remember having that, I remember building up to that beer after the um the, the third marathon. Um I even got my beer more important from America, a special stone cold beer. And I just had it there, I just sat there in the metal. I was like, you know what? Just take it in for a second, really enjoy <laughs> And uh, you're like, where are you? I'm like, Eric, I'll get to you when I get to you. I'm just taking this moment just to sit here, relax, enjoy this beer. <laughs> it was nice and cold and all. And then I met which is afterwards. We had we had a couple of scoops and I made a day out of it. But Try, I know it's very hard right now with everything going on, but try and make some sort of event or a day of it uh, in terms of just looking forward to doing something. Well, that's just catching up with a couple of people on Zoom later on or or if you're in a house, um, not if you're in a house, obviously you're in a house, um, like watching a certain movie or a certain event or just doing something to, to mark the occasion rather than, and, and because that's going to help you when you get to like that mile 20 and like, oh, my God, another six miles, another 10K. How is this going to happen? You're like, no, I've got this thing to look forward to, this thing to focus on, to, to build myself up to uh, and go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're 100% right. Once you have that focus as well for the last portion, that's what it's all about. And that, and that's, it is a personal game to complete a marathon, but it's always nice to have something that can help you. And if the family are at the finish line, it's always a nice feeling. Um, and it is a really, really, really big sense of accomplishment. It's it's amazing. It is an amazing feeling. And hopefully people who are going out there experience something great. Um, it's just you and the 5K radius and, and any support you can get from neighbors and friends. And, and hopefully, you never know, there might be someone locally and you're, you're following the same route. And you might be able to see each other if you run in opposite directions. Uh, obviously, try and get the less hilly direction for yourself. But it'd be yeah. great to see each other passing each other on every on every loop as as little mindsets to give each other a wave and and keep the encouragement for each other. But it is uh, I'm a little bit jealous. Um, I haven't put in the work, so I won't be partaking. Unfortunately, the furthest I've ran is 12 kilometers in two months. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a little bit jealous that you're about to do your fourth marathon, and I've only got what two done now. I, I've got it. Yeah, you two, two done. Well, your your second one's better than all my first three, and it's gonna be better than my fourth as well because I just plan on doing it. It's not gonna be as good as my third marathon. I'm just gonna plan on doing it. But um, I, I, there's one way we're gonna wrap up this this podcast, um, and that's we're, I'm going full full circle on this one. The first marathon was probably the worst race run I have done or ever will do in my life. And I owe a lot of that to, to running beside you for four plus hours, let's just say. Um, one of the things we absolutely hated about that was um, I, I remember we, we were doing the run and obviously we weren't prepared for it. We came up Chapel Lizard Hill and I knew I was screwed and it was only 10 miles in. I'm like, I'm in a bad, bad way. And I saw you running the head and you're like, oh, you're, you're, you're definitely all right. But then I saw your hips. And they were shifting side to side like a, a, a fisherman's boat in very heavy and choppy water. I'm like, oh, he's fucked. He's in a bad, bad way. And I remember when we got past the like halfway. Shakira, Sean. <laughs> Your hips didn't lie. You were you were done. <laughs> but what happened was, and and look, I, I will preface this by saying I end up slowing you down the end. But I remember you stopped first a good bit after halfway, and I waited with you. And then you were like, right, I have my second win. Let's go. And you pushed ahead and I realized, uh-oh, I shouldn't have stopped. Now, I was going to stop anyway. I was never going to run the whole thing. And I was like, oh, I can't get going. And I couldn't get going again. And then you stopped again, waiting for me, just as you got your second win. And we just couldn't get in sync. And we've talked, we've hinted at it before, but it was the closest you know we ever came to trying to smack the heads off each other. And I think if we had a little bit more energy, we would have tried. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That would have ended in a full row in around Rathfarnham there. But uh, yeah, 
it was so uh, yeah it was bad it was it was definitely but and that's why <laughs> we always kind of say it. it's great to run with people but a marathon is an individual thing um and and people in the social distance are going to learn that as well you kind of have to run your own race and stick to your own plan yeah um, and that's I said that to um to, to Conor Nolan who was who was in um our any given run day group back at before the Madrid Martin was supposed to go ahead. And I remember he texted me a week before the, the third man we did one last year. And he was like, Sean, you know, we, we've similar enough times. Do you do you want to run together? And I was like, No offense, but hell no. I'm not going through that again. And I say that <laughs> I told him flat out, I was like, I have to be stubborn about this. I said, like, we're going to run our own weight race. If you if you get fast to me, you get fast to me. If we happen to meet in the last four or five K, fair enough. We might try and push each other through. But I'm going my pace and I'm going, I've got my targets in mind and I'm going with that. You stick with you. If we end up side by side, the whole thing, fair enough. If not, fair enough too. Um, having said all that, I'm going full circle. So my plan is to, to get my run in and I have my music all set up for the first three hours or so. And um, I'm hoping tr- three hours or so build up to that last half hour of just all rocky music, rocky music, rocky music. When I get to the 32K, the headphones get thrown away. And by thrown away, I mean into the nearest car, which will be the car belonging to my mother. And my dad's going to step out of that car and he's gonna run the last 10k with me. And it's his first, it's his first ever 10k on the road. And it's gonna be my last 10k of the race. And I keep telling my dad, it, it could be a case where you're gonna be going faster than me, and we're gonna have to match each other in pace and, and get through this. And he's and he just thinks, oh no, you're faster than me, it's not gonna happen. Like that, I'm gonna be a bit come 32k. So this is gonna be a whole different ball game. And because a lot of his runs have been on a treadmill, like he's done a 10k before, but only on a treadmill. He's never had the pace of self with the hills and everything else in play as well. So we're going to be going side by side, neck by neck. And I'm like, Dad, I've had experience of almost wanting to kill people. And I don't want to have that feeling about you when you're going to kill me anyway. So um, this is going to be a, fu- a fun one for me. And it's the way I'm marking this, this, this occasion. <laughs> it, it, it's been yeah, in my head uh, for months. <laughs> I can definitely smell a round that's going to arrive here now between us. Uh, 100%. I think so. The, the the plan is somehow get it through the the Martin and stuff unscathed. Like I signed them up for for the tank. He doesn't even know it yet. I'm gonna set up for him Saturday. I signed them up for the tank K on, on the app, so he'll get his his, his medal and all for it. And then um, hopefully ah, get, very good. So I'll be his first ever running medal. He doesn't even know he signed up yet unless he's listening to this podcast right now before I tell him on Saturday. And um, I ha- like he had to track his, his own run through that. And um, then what? Hopefully once it's done. Round one, half one, chill out for a few hours, and then we're gonna watch the, the 49ers are playing the Patriots on, on Sunday, which is at five o'clock because the clocks go back over here and they don't over there. Where you are, obviously, in America. I should let people know that you're still over in the States. Oh, yeah, I would like to say, good uh, up and support you and give you a nice text before you start your race, on, but that'll be out of three o'clock. And I don't like you that much. No, no, I don't think so too much. <laughs> I, I know when he's giving out to me and I'm giving out to him that last 10K, I'd be like, this sounds familiar. Ah, oh, Eric Lawless is here in spirit. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to send him on a few key a few key quotes that I used on that first occasion just to bring back the flashbacks. <laughs> we try and keep this podcast as PG as we can, so we can't really repeat a lot of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it wouldn't be good. But I will say to you and anyone that's taken on this challenge, do get your rest, do hydrate, 
do get your food in. Whatever you think is the best plan, go for it. Now is the time to learn what works, what doesn't. If you've done it before, you know what you're in for. And if it's your first one, just enjoy the experience. Uh, enjoy what it has in store and enjoy what it's going to do. You'll never be the same after a marathon, uh, good or bad. And it's always good. You'll always remember the marathon. Um, yeah. and particularly this one. This is the most different that it will be. Um, and to you, uh, very best of luck for me. I really hope you enjoy it and remember all the mistakes and the troubles and, and particularly what it's like to finish. So you know you know what it is to keep going. Um, and hopefully your dad in the last 10K and his first 10K, I want to wish him the very best of luck as well. Um, I really hope you enjoy it and I hope everyone stays safe and, and makes the most of the occasion that they can. Yeah, I, I don't think I can say anything better than that. I'll just add that um, don't do anything too different between now and Sunday. Stay hydrated and stuff. But if you're not having massive bowls of pasta, don't start doing that on a Saturday evening to, to carb up. Build yourself into it. You, you've, you've done it before in terms of the long runs building up to it's your first one. Do what you've done, building up to those long runs. Don't change up your routine too much and just have belief that on the day, no matter what, you will do it and you will get through it. And most importantly of all, which I only learned myself doing the third marathon, enjoy it. Absolutely. It is all about enjoying Yep, and, and that, that's pretty much, you know what, I did the intro, I had this, the, the, the special music in the start. Eric, I'm going to let you do an outro on this one. I'm just going to sit back and, and critique. <laughs> I haven't got any uh, outro music for this one, but... Uh, oh, don't, don't worry, our, our editor will put that in for you. Don't worry, the outro music is there for really? the last few seconds. Go. Uh, <laughs> very good. Maybe put in a bit of Rocky music, just maybe a bit of rocky for the occasion. But, we we uh, might throw a bit of Rocky music in. Have a fantastic time. <laughs> Look, it's going to be an experience, uh, good or bad, you're going to enjoy it. Um, get out there, give me your best shot. Have your playlist at the ready. Get your support network out to cheer you on. Um, do let us know how you get on. And uh, I hope you have a fantastic time. I'm so jealous that I'm not there. Um, I definitely would have tried to do do, do it if I was still at home. But um, embrace the experience. It's 2020 Dublin Marathon. It's, it's the most different Dublin Marathon there's ever been. So enjoy the fact you're even taking part in it. Be proud of it. No matter what your time is. Unbelievable. That's it from the both of us. It's been great until doing this one-off podcast. Next year. Until next year. Well, before that, you never know what's going to be in store pretty soon. I will end you with on that bombshell. Guys, for myself and Eric, know. you never know. Take care. Bye.